Welcome back, golfers, to Two Club Chumps Podcast. I'm Brent Brockermeyer, and with my co-host, John Adams, we were excited to have Wells Adams on the episode today. You probably know him from being on The Bachelorette, or even as the bartender in Bachelor in Paradise, but you may not know, he is a lifelong golfer. We talked a lot about him growing up in Monterey, which is the golf mecca, and from a young age, playing golf and getting in trouble, going to Ole Miss and actually playing a little rugby. And then we talked about his later career and meeting his wife, Sarah Highland, who's on Modern Family. So wild podcast, had a blast chatting with him. We even got to talk about his first hole-in-one with our good friend, Alfonso Ribeiro. So enjoy episode 11 with Wells Adams and Two Club Chumps. Hey man, those guys are chumps. I've totally stolen the Bateman thing with Smartless and Zoom because he's told me many times like he thinks that is the easiest, most comfortable way. Because when I had my veterans podcast, we would come into my studio and yeah. or I would I have a rolling duffel that had all my stuff in it. So I would go to their studio or their house. And that is a lot of work, bro. That's it is. a one man band. Well, I had my my co-host, Greg Cease, this Navy SEAL buddy of mine. And then all of a sudden he decided to get a real job, which was annoying because I'm like, um, <laughs> but, but we're doing this very special thing. He goes, yeah, but for free. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, <laughs> uh, All right. John Adams, Wells Adams. Now, are you guys wow. cousins? Are you guys uh, brothers? You know? Well, what's, from what's another mother yeah from another mother what's uh i gotta look at my ancestry.com okay. uh lineage okay but yes uh some cousin made sweet love to some cousin of his <laughs> and it's so wonderful to see you not it's, at the reunion you guys too look, much information right there you guys look so much alike except the opposite yeah. really yeah. so i bet yeah all right let's get going wells adams welcome to the chumps thanks for coming on i uh we've had so much fun playing golf together and when john and i started this i'm like i know a guy that might come on but i didn't know you were already the podcast master so i want to get into some of your podcasts and all this stuff and the, your, you told me you had like a radio background too but um let's go back pre bachelor in paradise young wells where'd you grow up and how did you get to hollywood um i grew well first off thanks for having me guys yeah, uh, when i heard about this podcast at the bar at the club i was like hold on i want to i want to do this because <laughs> every awesome. podcast i go on i have to talk about stupid vapid reality stars right. on a beach right. sucking right. face and i'm like i'd love to talk golf this would be so much more fun yeah. uh, so thanks for that. having me yeah buddy um yeah, I grew up in Monterey, California, so mm. kind of like the golf mecca of the yeah. world, I, I suppose, or at least of the United States. And I grew up on the corner of 9 and 10 of the oldest golf course west, the Mississippi, called Old Del Monte. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea about that. That's awesome. Yeah, so, um, and and we had this thing on lockdown. By the way, okay. it's now part of the Pebble Beach Company, and okay. um, it's a beautiful old track, and we used to have this swing set in our backyard that had binoculars on it. And we would grab the binoculars. You can look down to two tee box and to like one green. And so if someone was coming up on one, then you knew you couldn't jump on to two. <laughs> 
because you'd be jumping in front of somebody. So then you'd, you'd turn around and you'd look up nine. If So if no one was coming down nine, we'd jump on 10. We'd play, play 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 2, 10, home. Um, so you were or, a delinquent at a young age, basically. Yes, but my okay. so my father um, was a smart, smart man. Okay. And every um, every month he would bring a bottle of wine to the marshal oh. to, to not mess with us. And we, Butter. we did have a good system of, Butter, yes. of like, listen, we won't jump in front of anybody and it'll always be twilight. Like we'll never go off like during the day. Um, and it, it worked for, for years. And, and the other thing that we did, we had a kind of a big backyard. And if you hook the ball left on, 10 you'd hit it into our yard so we started selling golf balls and lemonade <laughs> and there's also like this gully that you have to hit over i think it's 13 um and we'd go in there and get so much poison oak and get golf balls and sell them back to all these wow. terrible golfers so young golfer young entrepreneur young mm -hmm. uh, delinquent young you know yes all all the things i expected to hear about perfect so oh, go, get, go, it, go go get golf course balls get poison oak yep. and then go buy calamine lotion so you could take yeah. care of your issue right perfect yeah yeah calamine perfect. and tech new but yeah. we were we were so much more delinquent than that like and it's funny when i tell this story to two people they're like there's no way that this is what really happened and it was like no this is what we did so it, i'm the youngest of five and so uh what we would do usually the first thing that would happen was that someone would be like do you guys have beer to sell Cause we were just doing lemonade and like tang, I think. And so we started just going into my dad's, you know, we had, we had like the garage refrigerator. Oh, We'd yeah. go and just start stealing beers from my dad. And he found out about it and he's like, okay, that's fine. But how much are you charging for this? And we we're like the same as lemonade. Cause we didn't know. And he's like, no, 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 you can do this, but you need to be charging much more for that. So that was definitely illegal. And then the thing that was like, wasn't illegal, but like morally, I'm not, I don't feel too good about it, but I blame my brother because I was kind of too young for this. Um, but we would get like eyeshadow and we'd put it on my sister who was kind of skinny. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we would have a sign that says raising money for our sick sister. Oh, no, you did wait not. a minute, wait a minute. No, SEC. She they, was not, she was not listening. Oh. <laughs> That is incredible. Wow. Well, so your dad must have been like a futures trader, a mutual fund bonds guy, because he's he knew already we're going to make some money on this. Yes. No, he was a doctor. He's an OBGYN. He just thought it was so funny, wow, uh, like awesome. what, that we were doing. What a legend. Um, and there was, I remember there was a car girl because uh, Old Del Monte's like a super old course where, you know, nine doesn't loop back to the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, so the car girl would go sit on 10 t-box so they would she would get everyone right before us so we had this huge feud with the cart girl and we'd try to like <laughs> sabotage her cart and steal her key and stuff <laughs> oh my god this is the greatest rebels. childhood ever yeah it was good times we had, I had a go-kart we'd we would like at night just bang down the the fairways and stuff and anyways so yeah we grew up in uh on that golf course. And were you and into then, golf, by the way? Like, were you, did you like playing? Were you kind of like, I want to do this forever? You're just like, oh, this is just a fun diversion. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved playing. I used to, 
I, I have a still have a good short game. It's like my the only thing that I can really like depend on. And it was because I would go out with a wedge like every night oh, at twilight okay, and just yeah. work on like flop shots and, you know, uh, spinny shots and stuff. Um, so thank God for that. But yeah, like we had a built-in foursome. My, I have two brothers, myself and then my dad. So we would go play almost at least once a week we were wow. members at another golf uh another golf course called um the Carmel valley ranch which is a yeah. old pete die course sure. um i think and um and so we'd play there almost every week and then when i got into high school i worked there and i was like the bag boy and um i was the range boy which was the best job in the world by the way oh wow um, better than like the jobs I have now. And one of them is to like make drinks on a beach. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember, I remember, you know, we, I, it was like kind of before the iPod, but I had like an MP3 player and I would just drive around and, in, in, you know, in that caged vehicle for two hours, picking up balls. And it was so much fun. And then, and then same thing, like at twilight, we could go play, uh, you know, we'd always go to the backside of the ranch because it's more fun kind of up in the mountains. And so, yeah, that was my, that was my childhood is, was playing a lot of golf, working at the golf course. I played, um, I played high school golf Okay. I, and I played, and I played junior golf as well. I was never like the best uh, on the team, but I was on the team. Um, and kind of in the middle of my high school career, my dad joined a new club, um, my parents split up and so my mom kept the Carmel Valley Ranch and then my dad ended up buying or buying into uh Clint Eastwood's club, which is called Tehama. Oh out there. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So it wasn't finished when I was um in high school, but our home our home track for our high school, I went to an all boys Catholic school called Palma. Um it was Laguna Seca, which is which is great, but it's like oh, a muni. Yeah. And um so Clint Eastwood allowed our team to come play on Tuesdays, oh, cool. uh, which was so cool. And, but his only thing was, is that he wanted to play with us. So what? he, so he would and it, like high school, cause we don't really know what's going on, but I remember being like, it's pretty cool that we're playing golf with Clint Eastwood. Right. My dad's like, yeah, this is something that. That's uh, unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. They call him coach Eastwood, coach Eastwood. Yeah, he, he um, we all know what we made fun of him for was that we he had old man's disease where n no ball went past 200 yards and it was like driver, driver, <laughs> driver, so putter. Cruel. <laughs> so cruel. Did it talk like this when you guys oh, yeah. were playing? Oh, God. Oh, that man. now I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous because that is uh, that's unbelievable. He wanted to play with you guys. What a stud. Yeah, I mean, I think one, he was like, I'm letting you guys do this for free. So I want want to get something out of this but i do think that he always did i remember he was uh he's kind of like pesci at, at lakeside he always kind of gravitated uh around like the younger players yeah, yeah. and it was like i think a thing that like made him feel young and like still with the game which i appreciated at the time so yeah i played a lot of golf in in high school unbelievable like, then you got you got up there you got uh poor man's pebble right pacific grove yeah pg my yeah. dad played it uh I just talked to him and he played two days ago okay. and yeah, that's it. That, I played a lot of junior golf events there. Um, also we played Peter Hay a ton, which is now called the Hay because Tiger right. redid it. Yeah. Um, and then the other course that we played 
a lot, which is, this is so crazy, but um, the, the school inside Pebble Beach, because Pebble Beach is, yes, it's a golf course, but it's also a huge residential area wow. and forest. And inside of it, there's Cypress and um, Spyglass and Poppy Hills and MPCC. And uh, it's just a huge piece of property. And so there's a high school in there called Robert Louis Stevenson or mm-hmm. RLS. And that was our big rival. And their home course was Spyglass, which oh, was ridiculous. That's stupid. But like as a kid, I didn't know that. I didn't understand. I just remember being like, I hate playing this high school because this course is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And they know it so much better than us. So they would just wallop everybody. Um, that is so, a yeah. tricky course to play if you're not, you don't play there a lot. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's narrow and. It was windy a lot when we'd play because obviously we'd be playing kind of like late in the afternoon because you have to play after after school. Um, but now yeah, it's the, funny because I go back. The first five holes there, first yeah. five holes there can get gnarly in the wind. Totally. Yeah. And then wow. yeah, then, then you go into the forest and it gets yeah. really really narrow. And um, but yeah, I uh, what I a childhood. I'm very jealous right now. I thought yeah. I know, and I and I go back and I play those courses, and I'm like. I never knew how good I had it. No, you know, nobody does. I grew up playing Shady Oaks and Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas, and I was like, "Oh, these are fine." And I go back, I'm like, "Wow, I I would kill to be a member here again." But um, so, what'd you do after high school? Did you go to college? Did you go to Hollywood? Did you go on tour? What'd you do? Yeah, so um, it's funny. Like my first like big con in the entertainment industry was that school that um that played at Spyglass or less. Yeah. They had a a radio program there and I didn't go to school at that school. Um, but I, I, my buddy had a radio show there. And so I somehow was able to weasel my way into getting my own radio show on another school's radio station. So so I did a radio show in high school. So when I was like 16 years old wow. and then I was like, okay, I think I want to do this. So then I went to school for broadcast journalism. So I ended up, I'm the, like I said, I was the youngest of five kids and my dad had a rule that we all had to leave the state of California for college. Cause he was that. like, he, and that. also like where we were from, he's like, the rest of the world is not like this place. You need to get yeah. the hell out of here yeah. and like go experience life. I love that idea. So, uh, I looked all over the South. Um, and it was funny. I was on my college tour and we were going, we went to Georgia. My sisters went to Vanderbilt. So we like stopped in Nashville and my dad goes, um, he goes, when I was at med school at Tulane, we used to go up to this one school in Mississippi because they had back-to-back Miss America winners from the same sorority. So I think, I think it might be a fun place to stop. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do that. And then it was a school called Old Miss or University of Mississippi. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well now, now we're good at football yeah. again yeah. um so i so i went there and it just so happened that i think it was the vandy old miss game so my sisters came down and i i don't know if you like know about the grove or heard about the grove um but that's like our tailgate thing right. and i remember walking in to that experience and it was just like nothing but hot chicks and like everyone was <laughs> drinking and 
every tent had like a chandelier and like a butler. And I was just like, I don't know what this place is, <laughs> but, but I want it. <laughs> but I, I think this would be good for me. Um, and it just so <laughs> happens that they have an amazing journalism department, which is true. They do have a good journalism yeah. department. So I went there. I did broadcast journalism. I stopped playing golf like completely. Um, I ended up playing. I was playing club soccer. And then my roommate at the time was playing rugby, um, which uh, I was I was like, this is a crazy sport. And so but my practice is right before his practice. So I was playing at one point I was playing soccer and rugby for Ole Miss at the same time. And then finally rugby in the U S isn't sanctioned by the NCAA. Um, Mm. It's sanctioned by USA rugby. Um, So it's, it's not really quite a club sport, but it's not really like a division one or division two thing. It's somewhere in the middle, but our school gave out scholarships and stuff. Um, So I ended up switching over to the rugby team and, uh, was ended up being pretty good at it. And I ended up, we lost the national championship division two national championship to uh, Arkansas state. Who's really, really good. Um, And then I played like sevens, which is now like an Olympic sport. I was really good at that. And uh, I got, I got, I had gotten to a place where we were playing a sevens tournament in, it was in like Alabama or something. And I tore it up and, a scout came was like, Hey, we want you to come to San Diego to try out for the, for the national team. And I was like, hell yeah. Like I finally, wow. That's so this cool. is cool. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was like two months down the road and I would still go back to old miss. Cause I was at that, at that point I'd graduated and I was living in Nashville working in radio. And I had, um, I would go back down to old miss for old miss football games. And then I would practice with, the squad still because we were still trying to like build up the program and and so i'd play friendlies and we went and played alabama in a friendly and uh i was waiting to get the ball offloaded to me and someone shook a tackle shook a tackle right into my leg and it was it was a compound tib fib uh break i thought this is where you're going no thanks for coming yeah and so i I was the reason why I say that is because I was so excited about this tryout that I had oh that I was gosh. like, that's it. So, so anyways, I didn't play golf. I didn't play golf during college. I played rugby, which was, um, which was so much fun. And um, yeah, complete opposite. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's so funny. Cause like at our club, everyone wants you to play volleyball. And I'm like, I have so much metal in my leg. <laughs> One, two, I, if I hurt myself, then I can't play golf. That's yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. I'm not doing that. Oh no, you can't do it. You can't do yeah. it. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, but maybe it was divine intervention. Cause then you launched your radio journalism podcast career after that, I assume. Yeah. So I went to, I graduated from, uh, Ole Miss with my degree in broadcast journalism, journalism, a minor in English and an emphasis in blues anthropology, which is still the coolest, the coolest thing that I did. Uh, the Ole Miss has the largest uh, archive of of blues music in the library, and That's I would, killer. Um, I would do something to make me feel. I would smoke some weed, and then I would go and listen to <laughs> yeah. old blues music. Blues. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! It was, it was so cool. Anyway, so <laughs> I uh, I ended up graduating. I. Um, I went to Nash. My thought was, okay, let's go where they make music and go do radio where they make music. So I go to Nashville um, 
I start working at a really cool uh, indie radio station called Lightning 100, which is still there. Um, and I would kind of work my way up from, I was like the board op, uh, af, you know, uh, weekend DJ to like nights. And then I did the afternoon drive. And then at the end of my stint there, I was the morning show host. And I did that for like five years. And then iHeart came and because I was killing their ratings. So they just bought me out and shipped me over to <clears throat> Music Row and doing iHeart. And there, there I did a morning show on Alt. I did afternoon drive on Classic Rock. And then I did nights on CHR, CHR, which is like pop, like Ryan Seacrest stuff. Uh, so I just lived in a studio. So wow. I still was not playing golf. I was just doing this. Um, and then, and then I went on, yeah, then I went on the bachelorette kind of as a joke. It was, it was a radio bit really was. I used to go on auditions for things and I would um, intentionally be bad at them for the bit the next day. <laughs> and so I went to this audition thinking like, I'm going to be too douchey for a show that's filled with douches. And then apparently I was the right amount of douche, guys. It's nice. I want to say you are kind of perfect douche. I got to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that's the, that's kind of the beginning of it. And then when I um, I met my wife, uh, Sarah, we were like, we met on, you know, Twitter or Instagram. And my contract was kind of ending at iHeart. And I had a kind of all these, these more of these opportunities in television. I was like, okay, I'm going to move out to Los Angeles. Made that decision like in 2016. And so then once I got back out here, my brother lives here, like right down the road. Uh, Brock, you've met him. Oh, yes. He's a big too many times. like you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I was like, we should play golf. Like we can play golf again. Like and we could play all year round. Let's do it. So we got back into it kind of together. And then where'd yeah, you start it, playing uh, before Lakeside? So at first it was a lot of like Rancho. Mm -hmm. um, and then like I did a lot of Rustic Canyon. Yeah, which I, love Rustic. I still love Rustic Canyon. It's the best. It is the best. Yo, Hans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did a lot of, I mean, I, I think when we couldn't find tea times, we'd suck it up and pay the, outrageous fees for Angeles Net national of course uh, we all yeah that. yes um tia rahada did a lot mm -hmm. there shot my career low there um, no no witsit could because we're finding that every guest we have yeah. on started their golf career at witsit i don't know well, why uh it's funny because i live i can like hit it with like a driver right um and so yeah everyone well i used to hit golf balls there okay gotcha and there's gotcha. like there's this one famous um coach there that smokes like way too many cigarettes and uh I don't, I don't know if you if you know who i'm talking about i don't about. know i don't know no he like i think he gives larry david uh lessons out okay, there gotcha but I, no, I didn't i mean i didn't i that's a par three course so I, we wouldn't play that all that often yeah i remember when i i came out to la didn't have a course and so i would play around i'd go to um uh encino balboa yeah you know, get really into golf, practice all the time. And every time I was there, Smokey Robinson was right next really? to me. Most people won't remember who he is, but I was just, I couldn't believe it. I just got in LA. I'm like, is this, this is where all these guys practice. They just come out and Smokey Robinson's over there and we sign in autographs. And anyway, yeah. so I feel like the public course system in LA has just bred a lot of, uh, a lot of golfers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, so that got you back into golf and then simultaneously, what's your career doing? Are you, have you thinking about this bachelor in paradise thing yet? Or is it even started? No. Oh, yeah. I had already been doing it. I was doing it when I was even in Nashville. So oh, yeah, okay, I went gotcha. on, I went on bachelor. I went on the bachelorette. They, 
really wanted me. I, there was a moment in time when they, they wanted me to be the bachelor. And I was like, I don't know about that. And um, they wanted me to do this show called bachelor in paradise. And at the time, I mean, not as much has changed, but it was like really considered like a very trashy show. And I was kind of like, <laughs> like I was able to get through the first show pretty unscathed. Like right. I have my, I have three radio shows. I have to go back and do like, I have a job and a contract and a career. And they were like, we really want you to come on the show. And I was like, I don't, I really don't want to go on the show. Um, and there, it kind of came to be like, okay, how do we get you on the show? And when I was on the bachelorette, I, I would, uh, I was I, in the beginning of my radio career, like I, I had to wait tables and bartend and then like moonlight the radio station. Like I, yeah. you don't make a lot of money in radio anyways. And like when you're first starting out, you're, I was really hustling. So I was a good bartender. Um, and so when we were like in the mansion of the bachelorette, I would get everyone drunk. I was just, that was like my, I was like, <laughs> and that oh. hasn't changed by the way at all. Thank you. Yes. I've seen you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get all the douches. I'm going to get all the douches drunk. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I, I was like, working I, listen, the shack I, at 15 every day. Yes, so. <laughs> yeah. That's my second home. I love that place. I know, I know. Uh, but I can hold my liquor and, but a lot of people can't, but you can get in trouble pretty quickly if someone gets drunk and they start saying the wrong thing. So it was, uh, it was a little bit of a tactical move, I suppose, but I remember producers being like, what are you doing? Like, and I'll be like, I'm making <laughs> drinks for everybody. What are you talking about? And you have to do this thing um, on the bachelorette called man chats. And it's like, kind of like heart to hearts with like other guys. And I would be like, I'll do, cause they'd be like, well, will you go have a heart to heart with Evan or Derek or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, but can I do it? I'm making a drink. Cause uh, I don't want to like, sit in the couch. That's lame. So it'd be like me being like, Tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you you created your own position, basically. Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, well there awesome. was there yeah. was a guy that was the bartender. His name's Jorge. Okay. Uh, he was like an actual like um employee of the resort. Okay. Gotcha. And so he he ends up leaving, and they and it was tough because his English wasn't perfect. Um. So like, kind of giving him direction or be like, hey, go talk to this person. Like, so they're sad or whatnot. He, he would have a hard time with it. Um, so when he left, it was, would you want to do this gig? And I was like, that's, I'll go do that thing. That so yeah, I, I, awesome. Yes. Yeah. It was, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yes. Um, like the, having a front row seat to watch like the dumpster fire burn in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that I must make... be, that's awesome. Yeah. What season so, so... Is, is bachelor in paradise, by the way, how long has that been going on? So we're in season nine. What? I started. I started in season three. So I've been doing wow. this for a long time. Well, you are a good bartender. So, so yeah. usually you say you're going to a resort. Resorts have golf courses. Do the clubs go with you? Oh, interesting. Good question. Okay, so we we film in Sayulita every year, um, and so there's a resort that is the set, um, but then there's a huge hotel which you guys have heard of definitely which is our staging area where like all the crew is and we've got we've got like all of the a bunch of rooms you know are just for like editing and you know whatever um and that hotel is called the vedanta which uh is where they play the mexican open now oh and oh. so at the time he's no longer the host but um the original host was with this guy named Chris Harrison, who's yeah. a dear friend of mine. And I was just at his wedding. Yeah. Um, and he is a avid golfer. And so we would go 
play. It was funny because he, he, at the time he was, he was kind of the boss, right? So kind of anything he said goes. And he'd text me and he'd be like, Hey, do you want to, uh, do you want to go play today? And I'd be like, I can't like I'm, my call times at like noon. And I, I just like, no way. And then he'd be like, okay, hold on. And then he would call like an executive producer and be like, Wells isn't working today. Right. And they're like, no, he's got a, his calls at noon. And then he'd be like, no, Wells is coming to play golf today. And they'd be like, okay. This is why golf is so great. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. So he would like get me out of work and, uh, and we'd go play. We play a lot of golf at the Vedanta. There's also like a little par three at night that they light up, which is so much fun. Um, so yeah, I played, we played a lot there and it's also, it's sadly is right next to Punta Mita, which is right by oh, the, yeah. oh, the yeah. tail of the whale or, yeah, right. So we do that every once in a while. Um, but yeah, we would play a lot and it was actually funny. So when I, when I g moved here, I was trying to figure out like where to join and Harrison was my kind of like rich friend who was a member of, of a place and he was a member over at North Ranch. And so when I first got here, I joined there. Um, and I loved playing out there like three nines, really, really, uh, yeah, great tracks. Yeah. Tough conditions. Uh, it was just too far from like where I lived. Like didn't make a whole lot of sense. So, but I was there for like two and a half years, played a lot of golf with Chris Harrison and yeah. Well, they what, just what, built a big, big part, not part three, but a big short game area off to the right hand yeah. side of the putting green. It's yeah. gorgeous. That's where Pepperdine and they put in like plays. a pool. I, I heard yeah. and oh, yeah. Yeah. full gym, the whole nine. Yeah, really Pe Pepperdine golf plays up there. I've done a bunch of fundraisers up there. Went to law school, at Pepperdine, and so I like North Ranch a lot. But uh, all right, let's get down into your golf game. How is your golf game these days? Fill us in. What's your handicap? What's going on with your golf game? Um, my index is a three, three right now. Good Lord. I, and I, listen, last time I played with you, I shot 90. So, <laughs> well, you also had a very tough track with our yeah. buddy Bateman and, um, his course is there's no room for error. And our, our friend Scotty Khan keeps saying he's every time he gets excited to play and he's like, I can't make mistakes. So three, three, is this your lowest ever? No, I'd gotten down to, I think a two. Oh, wow. Uh, a couple years ago. Okay. But I, I would say that, like, I don't think that that's right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 if I'm being honest, I'm probably a five handicap. But, but that's what you're getting at our course. You're going to get five or six, right? Yeah, exactly. Three, three. Yeah. So you're, you're getting it. I hate that you were one time John and I are going to have a podcast about the handicap system because it is stupid because yeah. why are you a three, three and you get six or seven at our course? You know what? I don't understand why this system they have going. It's like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm a four, but I get 12 shots. Like, yeah. What, what are you talking about? So, and I, and I, and I tell everybody the best system is in the UK because the only way you can post a score or there is in a tournament they do not allow any social postings oh, at all so when really? you meet a two wow. he's a two i mean he's a legit i'll take a two from the uk than i will a two from the united states because there's no social postings at all it's all by tournament only that's so interesting i've never even heard of that before i love that um 3.3 wells that's legit now what is um what's your lowest round um i've broken par once and it was oh, at Tierra Rojada. So that's the yeah. thing. Like I'm a oh, three, three, but I've broken par once, <laughs> you know, like, 
I've I've shot even par, I think, three times in my life. Okay. okay. Um, so when you, when that's you broke those... par, when was that? Was that recently or was that? No, that was like what, back when I was like a two. Okay. But that you. was a crazy round. Oh, tell me so that about was, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shot five over on the front. Oh, here we go. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And then go. I went on a tear and I birdied. I think seven holes in the back. And it was, wow. it was one of those things where I was like, cause once you, I, it was almost a throwaway round after I shot five over, I was like, yeah, yeah. whatever, like let's just break 80, you know? Yes, yeah. And then it was like birdie, birdie, par birdie. And I remember my brother was like, okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> what's going on here. And then, you know, we, we got to 17 and I think, I, I think at 17, I was, one under and 17 is that really short par three, you know? Mm, yep. And it's like, I had never broken par. And so then you get into the thing of like, don't, don't let it go. And that's not the right way no, of, it's the worst, yes. of doing it. Right. So I end up hitting a shot. That's not great, but that green's kind of weird. And I, and I, I can't remember exactly like how it rolled, but like, it was not like right on the pin but then it rolled down to it and i had a tap in birdie and then my brother was like and the 18 is kind of a funky little like up over the hill there's kind of danger on the right and then a lot of danger on the left because i think that's like where the maintenance area is but it's not like a driver hole so it's like okay let's just hit like a stinger four iron in in play and then you know there's water in front of it and and it was like let's just hold on for dear life and i was able to par and that was my yeah the, my career low round. Unbelievable! So did you shoot two under. Yeah, that is After... sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and seven under on the back. Said, then you looked at your brother and said, "You're down five, three, one, and yeah. zero, right?" <laughs> yes, yes. You cleaned him out. Yeah, he's a golf nut. Uh, Wells and I joke, but uh, he is. We see them. You guys playing together a lot. He seems to be really into golf too. Yeah, he uh he's a member over at Moore Park. Yep. Um, yep. That's a good and track. I I love that track. Like yeah, it's, me too. It also re reminds me of a lot of the courses that I played as a kid growing up. Like it's very much like the Carmel Valley Ranch mm -hmm. or Pasadera mm -hmm. or Tehama. It's like really mountainous and stuff. And I really uh I really enjoy that track. And I would say this, like one of the problems I think with my handicap is I play at our club too much and yes. i can i can kind of get around that course yes i agree blindfolded and still like squeak out a 79 like even when i'm playing bad you know and then the second i go to moore park where like there is like out of bounds everywhere and yeah. like you know it then i it, i have struggled you know playing to my handicap of those places and that's one thing that i wish i would i would do more is be like i need to go play other places um because just being good at one club, I think is is not is not great for for your handicap. Like case in point, that that Bel Air day with Bateman, yeah, yeah. Uh, that course also just doesn't set up well for me. It's a lot of cut shots, and I hit like kind of a big looping hook, which is tough. Um, and then the rough is so penal, but like that's such a good thing to go and do is play courses where you're like, I have to hit fairways here. I have to, you know stay away from danger and stuff instead of like at lakeside i can just kind of like bomb away because i know the tricks and everything yeah our so. course is definitely you can get away with a little bit looser focus i'd like to say but you know, when we played with the time uh over with Bateman, man it that course you cannot take a break 
you have to hit, think about where you want to hit it focus there's not one hole where you get oh i get a hole off I yeah. mean, they really, and the greens are tough and they're firm. No, I agree. I, whenever I go play other courses, I have to lock in another notch or two because, you know, our course is not easy, but it's also, you know, you can hit it in the rough and still make a birdie. Yeah. And uh, they've taken a lot of trees out and stuff. So, uh, any hole in ones ever? Yes. Ooh, um, let's hear number six at Lakeside. No kidding. Nice. And All it was when back? I was going through. When I was going through the process, yes, which is funny. You almost got blackballed for that, then. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's funny. I got in trouble for posting a picture of it, uh, uh. which is which is very funny. <laughs> that is um, funny. Yes. Yes. And I was playing with Frankie Fonseca, oh, of course, and um, Allingman, and uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Okay. And I. I made the hole in one. It's funny because uh, Al was up first and it was like, you know, it's, we were trying to figure out what it was and it was like, is it a nine iron? Is it a wedge? Like what, what, what are we doing here? And I had pulled out nine iron and then, and then Al hit and he came to me. He's like, it's a wedge, like hit the wedge. And I was like, he's okay. freaky long too. Let's remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I hit, it, it was that pin placement um, kind of in the middle of the green. So it wasn't like that, like tucked left pin. Yeah. Um, and I hit it about th maybe two yards long and it spun back and it just went in. And nice. I was going through the process of trying to join this club. I, you know, I don't know all the, I, if I'm supposed to be cool or like not jump up and down or not yell. And so I don't do anything. And then everyone else starts going nuts. And then of I'm course. like, okay, now I can fucking go crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you take your shirt off and run all the way to the hole screaming? Because that's how you get in. That's how you get in. 100%. Is that that's a, that's a trick? That's a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking at at Alfonso being like, is this is this the time that you're gonna do the dance? Like, is this <laughs> is this when I get it? <laughs> he is so excited to come on. He's busy with dancing with the stars. He's like, I want to come on. And he's I can tell he doesn't want to talk about anything but golf. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so many guys are like, I can't believe I don't have to talk about everything in the world, politics, the strike, but golf, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I can't wait to ask him about your hole in one because that can be good and bad. Cause I remember when I was going through, I had some good scores and the people were like, Brock, just slow your roll for another few months because nobody wants to get crushed by you. And yeah. you're trying to go through the process. I'm like, and, you know, I was young and stupid, like, Oh, okay. You know? And so uh, that is awesome. Any, uh, uh, Eagles, you got any Eagles recently? Think about on two or anything or anything crazy like that? Yeah, Eagle. I've Eagle two a bunch of times. Yeah, that's um, a good hold to Eagle. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to Eagle four, but oh, that's never man. that's I never going to happen. Well, I don't have a hole in one on nine, and that is the hole that I dream about. Two forty five, par yeah. three, impossible green like that. Oh man, that would be, I'd burn the place to the ground if I got a hole in one on that you're, one. You're praying about a, a hole in one. I just want to hit the green. And yeah. you're, at, you're talking about a hole in one. Well, we'll see today because we're taking yeah. this on the road and uh, we are going to clear Wells Adams name today. Um, 
at Lakeside with Con and Bateman. So uh, um, you were not happy after that Bel Air round, no. that's for sure. And here's the thing: here's the thing. I played with Bateman before with yep, uh, yep. with Charlie Day yep. out at Lakeside, and yep. I don't think he remembers this. Yeah, but I think I shot like seventy five, and I won everyone money. <laughs> and then I went and went to Bateman's track. I first of all, I was the most hungover that day. Yeah, you and, didn't look good. Yeah, and here's the good. thing. Here's the thing that really really kind of <laughs> grinded my gears there they didn't have any water bottles anywhere yes, yes and yes. so you know like yeah it's great saving the earth um but like the only person that had like a water <laughs> bottle with him was bateman and he's like the most neurotic guy in the world and it's so i can't be like hey sip. can i no. can i baby bird this water like <laughs> i am I am green right now. And also and that's you know, a hell of a walk, by the way, too. Oh, I, I know. Yes. And yes. so I I was so parched. And finally <laughs> we get to like a comfort station and I'm like, okay, I've got a Gatorade bottle. And then I'm got, I'm carrying around this Gatorade bottle so I can keep on filling it up with water. And then Bateman like notoriously doesn't drink. And I'm like, I just need some hair of the dog to get this thing going. That's right. You uh, did have a cocktail. Yeah. I oh, I had to. I, I was yeah. to like level it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I broke my driver, which that did happen. And oh, that sucked. wow. That's right. You had a day. You yeah, had a day was, that day. It was rough. But well, um, we're, yeah. we're, we're definitely looking forward to a little rematch day. Either The rain has stopped. It's going to be a little sloppy. We're going to have to walk yeah. today, but I think we can handle that. And uh um, so we got your low round. Uh, what are you working on now? What do you feel like is really good with your game? Is your short game still the key to your, uh, your good rounds lately? Yes, absolutely. I, I can, I get myself out of jail a lot. Um, so I play in, I play in both the LPGA pro-am, uh, in Orlando oh, well, sure. and, and then, oh. um, no, 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 it's, um, it's in at Lake Nona, it's their oh. tournament of champions. And so all the celebrities do, um, uh, modified Stableford thing <clears throat> and that's in january and then i do the champions tour one um which is at las Colinas in dallas and so i'm getting we're getting close to the point where i like i actually need to like buckle in and start working yeah. on the game because that's televised and i don't want to kill a spectator <clears throat> that would be and, bad yes. <laughs> yeah and, and like a lot of i've now done this for so many years that there's like people i like to beat there like Alfonso is oh, one of them. I, oh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I got to be like the, and then, and Robbie Amell is, uh, he's a lakeside member, but he's lives in Toronto. He plays in them. And I, and I, I just need to be the best lakeside guy, which is, <laughs> which is tough to do. I can't beat Marty fish. Cause he's yeah, very good. He's a legend. We should have him on. I'd forgotten about him. Yeah. He is. Is didn't he, wasn't he a tennis star? And then yeah. now he's like Mr. Celeb golfer too. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's always, it's always Marty and Romo are the ones that are going That's back right. and forth. That's in right. Tahoe, yeah. They go at it up in Tahoe. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I'm getting to the point now. This is a very, circuitous way to get to your oh, uh, question but like um the things that i have to work on i just you know uh i think hogan said like uh playing a hook is like having a um a rattlesnake in your pocket and <laughs> it's so true <laughs> i don't know if he said that that is a texan thing he was at my club when i was a young guy shady yeah. Oak, that's where he played and my dad would be like you need to meet this guy i'm like i don't want to meet him and it was it was ben hogan yeah and, you, uh, you do need to meet him i learned yeah. for his saying was uh you can talk to a fade but a hook won't listen yeah, but I like the rattlesnake better. That's no, that's way, like better. Better. Yeah, that's way better. The rattlesnake is way better. I think I think I'm pretty sure he said it. I, I think I read it in 
Harvey Penix, like Little Red Book. Oh, he yeah. talked, oh, talked yeah. about it. It's in here somewhere. In my yeah. Um, so my whole thing is what I work on is like all the things to like stop my hook when yes. to try to try to keep it um, manageable. And it really it's my bugaboo is my driver. And if I have my driver working, then I uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good day. And if it's not then I can, I'll downshift to, I got these new stealth, uh, to fairway woods that like, I love, they're like the, uh, I've the seven wood that I can hit like two forty. Oh, and wow. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. It's, it's become my new favorite club. I think that's one thing that <clears throat> it's good to have. Like if I'm in trouble, I, at least I have this one club that like yeah. I can go to, but the thing that I work on the most is, um, is like the clock drill and oh, figuring yeah. it, especially with my, my wedges. And I do, I built a simulator in my garage when, when the pandemic first started. Um, and that was something I worked on. I, I saw some video of some professional doing it and it was, you know, okay, so what does my gap wedge do at nine o'clock? What does it do? Mm -hmm. You know, at 10 o'clock, what does it do at full? And they then Pell's they Pell system. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got um, a, la a label maker and I, put it on my wedges of like these are the numbers so i know ex I, I sure surely could remember them but it's always nice to be like when your caddy's like you've got 75 okay there's a little bit of wind in my nine o'clock uh what i think 56 is about 80 this is perfect it's like kind, yeah. of, kind of takes the thinking out of it yeah. um and when you when you when i have those kind of shorter shots those knockdown shots my ball <clears throat> Um, I, I'm much more accurate with those. It's almost, it, it's one of those things of, you know, like my 56 goes 110 yards. Right. Um, but like my, my half gap goes 110 and that's so much more accurate yeah. and like trying to figure that out and, and kind of like flighting the ball down is something that I, I try to work on a lot because I, th I think it was like, John Daly was like, you need to work 150 yards in. If you can oh, get yeah. good at that, then yeah, like you're, the money. Money, you're money. And we're lucky uh, to have a, a practice facility just to do that where we yeah. play. And yeah, Dave Pell's got me into that system. He was Mickelson's short game guru and he called it the clock. You have a seven o'clock a nine o'clock a 1030. And I live by those because if you kind of know what you're hitting it and it's a couple yards more or less, oh, it's just so key. So key. I love that. Yeah. Now we're also podcasters, as you know, so tell us about your podcast. I kind of didn't know you had some podcasts going on. I want to hear about them. What, what, how many are you, do you have right now? I got two. Okay. Uh, I don't need any more. Okay, good. That's perfect. Okay. So <laughs> when I was a radio host and I was doing the, um, uh, the CHR, the, the top 40 show, um, I would do it with, uh, this girl named Brandy Cyrus, who's Miley's older sister and, you know, Billy oh, Ray's okay. daughter. Gotcha. And we were trying to get a show syndicated and it like just wasn't working out, but like we had so much fun doing it that we just started making a podcast. And this was, I think seven years ago, eight years ago, we've been doing it forever. Um, so we created this podcast called your favorite thing podcast. And it was at a time in which like I was getting a lot of bad publicity um, from the show and her sister was, she, her sister had done something and it was just like, 
we were talking on the air and it was like, there's a lot of like negativity on Twitter and stuff. And so let, let's do, let's do a show where we just talk about our favorite things. So it's very simple and stupid, but it's just like a positive show about like the movies we like, the shows we're, we're watching, the, the music that we're listening to, the books that we're into, um, all the pop culture stuff and just trying to keep it positive. And we've been doing that forever. And I mean, it does, it does much better than it probably should. Well, and I then, like the sound of that. Something positive on the airwaves. It's so yeah, rare. I love I know, that. Right? That's so cool. What an idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, this past year I hosted a show on Hulu. It was a cooking, uh, a cooking show called Best in Dough. And it was a pizza cooking competition. And so then I've gotten kind of in this food space. So now I do a podcast called Two Dudes in the Kitchen with Tyler Florence, who's on food network oh, and yeah. that kind of stuff of course I know Tyler and Florence. so yeah. he's great and yeah. he uh I, I played that kind of like dumb straight guy where i'm like <laughs> how do you sear a steak and then he kind of like you know <laughs> explains it. so you play yourself perfect yeah 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 oh wow what does spatchcock mean <laughs> Not what that you is think one of my favorite words. Wells. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do my turkeys. Just as an aside, I love spatchcocking. I love saying that word. Thank you for bringing it up. Perfect. Yeah. That's a lot. So you, you, you are a busy man and yet you still have time for golf. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the strike kind of slowed things down, but yeah. uh yeah. So how does that work with bachelor in paradise? Is that still under the writer's strike and acting no. strike? No. Uh, competition shows, um, or game uh, technically that's a game show so okay. that was protected but we didn't know that um okay. and the strike happened right as i was going to film and so we were i was like do i have to leave but it does affect other things like other shows that i was working on scripted stuff that we were working on my wife's an actress so like it stopped everything kind of stopped for us um so yeah i would i would like for you to see me less at the golf course because that would mean that I was no, making more no, money i disagree yeah. i object your honor i would like to see you more <laughs> at the golf course in fact i'm going to see you there in about an hour so let's go let's go play some golf and uh john any other questions for your cousin wells no i was just wondering if he could take us out here with his radio voice you know and and in the podcast i don't know how you did that in nashville give us your sexy voice exit wells uh it would be like what do you want just uh, just say the words two club chumps as we're fading out <laughs> 97 point five listen to two club chumps podcast <laughs> with Brock and John <laughs> keep it real oh, keep, it locked, keep it locked right here spinning the oldies from 80s 90s and today <laughs> oh my god well you're my freaking hero beautiful. bro yeah. uh, thanksgiving's right. coming up don't forget to spatchcock your wife i mean your chicken <laughs> and your turkeys <laughs> oh my god all right go everybody uh, i love you man thank you so Thanks much so well i'll see you in an hour all right see you this after- yeah all right see you guys see you thank bye. you for having Cheers. me bye bye